Another fantastic preseason performance for the Sacramento Kings. And after the game, De'Aaron Fox sings the praises of rookie Davion Mitchell. You have to hear what the Kings star point guard had to say about off night. Plus, you're going to hear from head coach Luke Walton and my takeaway so far from these first two preseason games. It's all on today's episode of the Locked on Kings podcast. You are Locked On Kings, your daily Sacramento Kings podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it is that time, time for another episode of Locked On Kings. Hello and welcome to Locked On Kings, your podcast hub for Sacramento Kings coverage all regular season and all offseason. If you're looking for in-depth analysis, game-by-game breakdowns, highlights, interviews with local and national experts, full coverage of your Sacramento Kings from January all the way through December, this is the place for you, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. My name is Matt George. I have the privilege of being your host here. I've been a Sacramento sports media member, Sacramento Kings media member uh, for the last seven years. This is my eighth season covering the Kings, formerly with Sports 1140 KGTK Radio, now with ABC 10 Television in the California capital. And I don't remember preseason games being as fun as what we've seen in these first two games. Now, I always have to preface talking about preseason with this. It's very easy to overreact to preseason games. It's very easy uh, to, on both sides, whether it's positive or negative, it's easy to take things away from preseason and think that's the way they're going to be from here on out when we actually get to the regular season. When there's a lot of factors uh, that go into a reason team wins or loses. So the fact that the, the Kings were victorious, the fact that they're 2-0 and in preseason, it's fun. The fact that they beat the Phoenix Suns who are the defending Western Conference champions. And then they beat the Los Angeles Clippers who got all the way to the uh, Western... Were they in the Western Conference Finals as well? I honestly can't remember. But the Clippers gave the Suns a run for their money in the playoffs last season. The fact that they've started out the preseason beating both of those teams... Yeah, that's fun to say, but in reality, we know it's not as accurate. It's not the the Kings defeating those two teams at full strength. That doesn't matter. It's how the Kings perform in these games. It's what the Kings are able to do, how they're able to utilize their strengths, and their strengths are really one of the major things that I'm going to talk about today because in these two preseason games, the biggest takeaway for me is the Kings are doing what they're supposed to do based off of their strengths. They're playing to their strengths, and it's resulting in not only them winning games, but it's resulting in them building significant leads and ultimately, like they did tonight in the third quarter, handling their business. But I'm going to get to all that in the second segment because we're going to start this show talking about the play of Davion Mitchell and specifically what De'Aaron Fox had to say about Davion Mitchell. It looks like Monty McNair is an absolute two for two uh, in his first round draft picks in his first two drafts, not only as a general manager, but as the general manager of the Sacramento Kings, who we know notoriously struggle when it comes to draft picks. And it's interesting that these two seemingly home run picks that Monty has are both guards and De'Aaron Fox is obviously the best player on this team. This is his team and he is a guard as well. So Monty not being afraid to draft the best player available instead of going for positional fit. And we know that's gotten the Kings in trouble in the past seems to be paying off for him so far. Now, 
Again, don't want to overreact too much. This is preseason basketball. We haven't seen Davion play a real NBA game yet, uh, and he's still very much a rookie, has a lot to learn. I'm sure there are going to be growing pains throughout the season. I'm interested to see how he does when he guards top-tier guard talent uh, in the NBA. I'm sure there are going to be some nights where he gets exposed, but there are also going to be some nights uh, where he absolutely shines, especially if he is the type of defender that De'Aaron Fox says he is. I'm not going to spoil it for you, although you've probably seen it on social media uh, or, or somewhere online because it's going to be all over the place. It already is all over the place. At the end of this uh, press conference, this short press conference from De'Aaron Fox after the game, you're going to hear him compare Davion to other guard defenders in the NBA, and he's going to rank Davion in terms of on-ball defense. The ranking might surprise you, but I think he's right. Take a listen. Hey, De'Aaron, nice game, dude. Um, you know, everybody notices the the physical transformation, the upper body strength. What what is that? What are you feeling on the the court? What what kinds of things are you noticing uh, that that's helping you to do out there? Oh man, physically, I feel good. You know, I feel ready. I feel I still feel fast. Uh, I feel stronger being able to get to my spots. Um, all of that, I mean, I'm still trying to, you know, play the same way, shoot the ball better, um, still get guys involved. So nothing, nothing in that aspect, in that aspect is really changing. Um, but you know, we're pretty much just tuning up, uh, getting ready for the season. Uh, that's how I, that's how I handle, that's how I take the preseason. Um, you know, just building blocks to being ready for the first game. Okay. At what um, what what is your assessment of what you've seen so far through two games, and uh, maybe specifically? Uh, what it's like to to run, you know, with such a big group of of guards who are all kind of doing their thing. Uh, I think it's been good. Um, you know, right now defensively, that's what we're that's our main focus right now. Um, you know, making guys miss, being able to get a defensive rebound. Um, you know, we didn't do that well tonight, but with our defense making them miss is what we did well. Uh, we got beat on the glass today. I think we have 14 offensive rebounds, so that's something that we have to uh, do a lot better at as a as a as a unit. Um, and then other than that, you know, when I'm out there with those guys, I'm telling them, you know, be aggressive. Uh, not many teams are going to have, you know, three different guys that could pretty much, you know, stay in front of all of us, um, you know, out there at the same time. So when, when those guys are out there, I just tell them be aggressive. Obviously, want the game to come to guys, but sometimes you got to go out there and just take stuff, and, uh, and I let them know that. Uh, De'Aaron, what's it, what's it been like to watch Davion, you know, step up and, and – kind of accept these challenges defensively. He was out there against some pretty good players tonight uh, and, you know, seems to be holding his own so far. And it's great. It's great when he's he's locked in on the ball. It's like, like it's crazy to watch the way that he just – he's able to stop and go. Uh, shit hurts my legs watching. But, um, I mean, he's such a great one-ball defender. Like, he's – in the league right now, he's top five, I say, one-ball defenders in the league right now. And when you watch him, it's – it's just amazing. Like it's something that's that's he does stuff on the ball that you just can't teach. Um, and I mean that's that's what's making him great. But on the other hand, like I said, I, I tell him, man, go out there and, and do what you do. You know, um, you're gonna you're gonna be out there to make plays for us, make it easier on, on guys um, to score the ball. Uh, he does everything. I think he's gonna do everything at a high level, especially obviously once he gets used to playing at this at, a, at an NBA level. But defensively, it's it's already there. I mean. What he does on the ball translate no matter where you're playing. And uh, he's showing that right now. Yeah, I mean, his he seems to have extraordinary, like, strength and balance um, in those situations. Is that – I mean, is there some of that you guys can watch and, and even add to your own game, uh, the things he Hell does? No. 
Hell no. <laughs> nah, the things that he does defensively, like it's a that's a gift. You know what I mean? Obviously, some things can be taught, like kind of like an off-ball defender can be taught a few things. Um, and obviously on the ball, you can work at it. But what he does, like just the detail, like if you watch him play defense and the detail that he has and the way his feet and his knees and his hips are just moving, like that's stuff you can't teach. Like it's not many defenders that can think him, Marcus Smart, uh, Pat Bev, Drew Holiday. Um, you know, not many guys can can pretty much do that. And it's 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 only a select few guys that can do that. And and he has that gift. Okay. You guys are having fun right now, it seems like. Good vibe uh are in the group. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, I mean, right now it's it's all about building, continuing to build. Um, you know, the season's right around the corner. We have two more games and then a week. Uh, until the first game. So that's, that's what we're doing right now. Um, obviously, you know, continuing to enjoy playing. Um, and obviously the preseason doesn't count, but you know, you, you build in the preseason, you build in the off season. And once this things get rolling, you know, we want to keep doing what we're doing. De'Aaron Fox, who's not a too shabby of an on-ball defender himself saying, look, I cannot do, and not too many guards can do what Davion Mitchell does. I mean, he's putting him in elite defensive categories uh, with guys like Drew Holiday and Patrick Beverly. Uh, I mean, that, that's just an incredible compliment to give a rookie, to put him uh, in that group. And on top of that, Calling him a top five on-ball defender in the NBA as a rookie when he hasn't played a single NBA game yet, that is about as high praise as you can give a rookie at this point. And De'Aaron Fox is not one to overreact. De'Aaron Fox is not like me, popping a mic and going out and just saying what comes to his mind and it might be uh, an emotional statement. De'Aaron knows what it takes to be a good on-ball defender in this league, and he's calling his rookie a top five on-ball defender already. That is an incredible compliment to Davion, and I think he could be right. It wouldn't surprise me at all. Now, I don't know necessarily how you measure statistically top on-ball defenders. Maybe you look at steals, which I expect Davion to have a lot of steals. Maybe you look at deflections. Uh, who knows? I'm sure there's some kind of deep analytic uh, that that shows how good of an on-ball defender consistently you are. Uh, maybe it's just defensive efficiency. Maybe it's opponent field goal percentage. Maybe it's a combination of a bunch of things. Regardless, I expect Davion to be close to the top of the NBA, maybe even like De'Aaron says, top five when his rookie season is said and done. That praise uh, from De'Aaron Fox is absolutely incredible, and it was very good to hear after the game. Uh, we ha still have to talk about the other parts of this game. What has impressed me the most uh, by the Sacramento Kings or about the Sacramento Kings in these first two preseason games. Also, you're going to hear uh, from Kings head coach Luke Walton, who does talk about Davion Mitchell, talks about uh, the different guards and how they're playing, talks about the play of De'Aaron Fox, who was fantastic himself uh, in this game tonight. We'll get to that in just a second. Before that, though, want to let you know that today's episode of Locked on Kings is brought to you by Sweat Block. And thankfully, I'm using Sweat Block right now. It's keeping me dry because I was sweating during that game, really sweating with excitement, just listening to uh, the G-Man call that game and it explain and describe how smooth De'Aaron was offensively, how good Davion Mitchell was defensively. Uh, and I guarantee you that the, uh, the entire Clippers roster could have used some sweat block during that third quarter when they were absolutely decimated and they had no answer for the Sacramento Kings. Uh, sweat block, the antiperspirant wipes that work better than anything out there on the market. They're doctor created, doctor recommended, work for up to seven days per use. They give you a dry shirt guarantee, meaning if sweat block doesn't keep you dry, you will get your money back. Been a bestseller on Amazon for the past 10 years, has over 
13,000 reviews for you to check out. Currently number one in Amazon's antiperspirant category and manufactured in the USA. These are super easy to get. You can get it on Amazon. You can get it at your local CVS pharmacy if you prefer not to online shop. But I recommend going to sweatblock.com and ordering there because when you do, you can use promo code locked on to save yourself 20%. So get yourself a box of these sweat block antiperspirant wipes. Get rid of those uncomfortable sweat stains, the embarrassment uh, of sweat throughout your daily life. Sweat block will take that away. Locked on Kings is also brought to you by Sleeper in 2018. The fantasy sports experts at Sleeper realized that fantasy basketball was broken. Games were being won and lost based off of whose players had more scheduled games that week. It made no sense, required very little strategy. So in 2020, Sleeper released a brand new way of playing fantasy basketball. Truthfully, the best way of playing fantasy basketball, it's called Game Pick, and it's only available on Sleeper. Because of Game Pick, fantasy basketball is quickly catching fantasy football as the top way to play fantasy sports, or at least the top fantasy league. In Game Pick, owners pick a single game per week for each starter to count towards their team's total score, ensuring an even number of games played between opponents. So the days of you losing just because your opponent's player played more than yours, those days are gone. The days of the mindless daily busy work of fantasy basketball that makes you want to tap out by three weeks into the season. That is gone. With Game Pick, they have you covered. It's week-by-week strategy, just like fantasy football. So if you enjoy that, you're going to love Game Picks. Download the Sleeper app and start a league with your friends today. You will not be disappointed. Where do I start with this Kings team based off of how they've played in the preseason with what's impressed me? And again, it has really nothing to do with the final score. And it honestly isn't the third quarter that the Sacramento Kings had in this game. This game was tied at 51 uh, at halftime, the Kings and the Clippers, and the majority of the Clippers starters, guys like Paul George and Nick Batum and Reggie Jackson, Eric Bledsoe, uh, they played like normal in the first half. But the second half, uh, they ended up sitting on the bench. I think Eric Bledsoe was the, yeah, he was the starter that played the most minutes for the Clippers, but he only played 16 minutes uh, and 51 seconds. For comparison, De'Aaron Fox played 22 minutes. Tyrese Halliburton played almost 28 minutes, and Harrison Barnes played 24 minutes. So the Kings gave their starters some more run, their best players some more run, their rotation more run, and that makes sense. They're trying to figure out what they have. Luke Walton is, is trying to workshop. And of course, you risk injury and things like that. But the Kings aren't in a position to say, okay, De'Aaron, okay, Tyrese, you can take the rest of the game off after one half of preseason basketball. No, the Kings need this time for Luke to figure out the rotations, figure out which groups work together, and really workshop what type of team this uh, Kings team is going to be and if they're able to play to the perceived strengths. But in this third quarter, the Kings absolutely handled their business. And that's one of my major points with the Kings in these first two games. When they are supposed to be effective, when they're supposed to have an advantage, they have exploited that advantage in both these games. It should surprise no one, nor should it... Um, I mean, it, it, I should really say it shouldn't be surprising, but maybe it is for Kings fans that the Kings were able to uh, exploit the Clippers bench unit with their starters as much as they did. But that's what they should be doing. I mean, they outscore the Clippers 38 to 17 in the third quarter, go on a massive like 22 to four run or 24 to four run. Actually, it was 23 to four, I think it was. Regardless, Kings go on a massive run to end the third quarter. Uh, to to take a 20-plus point lead into the fourth quarter. At that point, it was garbage time minutes for both teams. Uh, and once again, that was the, the fourth quarter was the only quarter that a Kings opponent scored 30 or more points. In the first three quarters, the Kings held the Clippers to 22, 29, and then 17. 
That's a nice consistent theme from these first two games. And again, just for proper context, the Phoenix Suns didn't play Chris Paul and, and Devin Booker, two of their obviously best scores, and DeAndre Ayton didn't play that much. In this game, there's no Kawhi Leonard. He's out with injury, and Paul George only plays really a, a half, only plays 14 minutes. So context is important, but regardless, the Kings playing against inferior competition did what they were supposed to do, handled their business. The offense came alive in the second half after really struggling in that first half. It's nice to see the Kings handle games when they are supposed to be in control, when they are the better team, when they have the better roster, when they have the better lineups, they should be winning those games. How many times have we seen this Kings team over the last 15 years play to the level of their competition, right? Uh, They'll uh, beat a team like the Golden State Warriors in their heyday, or last season was the Denver Nuggets uh, a couple times, or the Dallas Mavericks. They'll beat a team that they're uh, not as good as on paper, And then the very next night, they'll lose to a team like, I don't know, the Detroit Pistons or the Oklahoma City Thunder or something like that, a team that they should be beating and handling comfortably. Those are games that the Kings need to fix. Those are games that the Kings need to clean up. They need to play a consistent style of basketball on a nightly basis because if they do, they have the potential of beating good teams and they will beat the below average teams in the NBA. So what we saw in these first two games from the Kings in that sense has been very positive. De'Aaron Fox, I know I clickbaited some of you with uh, my post-game Kings Suns podcast where I said Tyrese Halliburton was the best uh, player on the Sacramento Kings. Of course, I didn't mean that. As long as you have proper context now and you could hear at the beginning of that podcast, uh, I, I admitted that I clickbaited you. Tyrese Halliburton was the best player for the Kings in that win over the Phoenix Suns, but make no mistake about it, De'Aaron Fox was the best player for the Kings against the LA LA Clippers. And that really should surprise nobody because for some reason, De'Aaron Fox absolutely destroys the Los Angeles Clippers. I mean, he finished with 23 points, also had a a perfect six of six from the free throw line, which is fantastic for him. Three of five from three point range, which is excellent for him. Shot seven of 10 overall from the field, had four rebounds, four assists, or uh, uh, did have a a couple of turnovers, uh, but not the end of the world. He was very efficient. He was really the reason why the Kings and the Clippers were tied at halftime because there wasn't too much help that he was getting from the Kings starters. In fact, Harrison Barnes was the only other starter uh, to score double digits. He finished with 11 points. And speaking of the Kings starting lineup, it was a little bit different this time. This is a starting five that I don't expect we'll see at any point during the regular season, unless there are injuries. The starting five was De'Aaron Fox, Tyrese Halliburton, Harrison Barnes at the three, Mo Harkless at the four, and Tyrese, or rather Tristan Thompson uh, at the five. That's a starting lineup. I know De- uh, Luke Walton is, is workshopping some of these lineups and trying to figure some of these things out and play with some things a little bit, experiment. Uh, that is not a starting lineup that I expect this Kings team to really have at any point. So I wouldn't read too far into that. Uh, one of the biggest weaknesses for the Kings, really the, the biggest issue that many had and Luke Walton had uh, in the Kings win over the Phoenix Suns in the first preseason game is that they didn't take care of the basketball too well. They finished with uh, 16 turnovers, something like that, gave up 20 plus points to the Phoenix Suns off of those turnovers. Luke Walton pointed that out as an area where the team needs to improve. And that's what you're looking at in preseason. It's not about wins and losses. It's about recognizing your uh, inefficiencies and trying to correct them and trying to build upon them before the regular season gets here. And we saw that tonight from the Sacramento Kings. They uh, only allowed eight points off of 12 turnovers. Now, 
That number could, of course, go down. 12 isn't the end of the world, but it's certainly not bad. That's probably around middle of the pack on average. You can get away with 12 turnovers, and you can especially get away with only 12 turnovers if you're allowing only eight points off those 12 turnovers. Meanwhile, defensively, the Kings forced 19 Clippers turnovers, scored 20 points off of those turnovers. That's the separation in the game. And like I said, on in addition to that, the Kings held the Clippers to under 30 points in three out of the four quarters for the second game in a row. So just so much positive from these first two preseason games. A lot to like from this Kings win over the LA Clippers. And it's all about seeing how sustainable this is, right? And we saw a similar effort in this game that we saw in the Phoenix Suns game, even with guys not getting as much playing time. That's exactly what I wanted to see, regardless of the Kings win or lose. It's about figuring out if this team can be this, play this brand, play this style of basketball on a nightly basis. Can they become consistent? Because we know the only consistency with this Sacramento Kings team over the last decade plus is that they're consistently inconsistent, or at least it's been to this point. If they can fix that, they're in significantly better shape. Why don't you take a listen to what head coach Luke Walton had to say. Actually, before that, uh, let's do one more uh, sponsor read as I want to tell you about betonline.ag. You could have bet on this Kings and Clippers game tonight, by the way. You can bet on all Sacramento Kings action. But right now, the best way to utilize betonline.ag is to bet on NFL and college football. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back for another football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season with a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests. Bet Online continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't forget to use your promo code LOCKED ON to receive that bonus from football to basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season at Bet Online, where the game starts. Another good effort. Uh, we talk about how, you know, practice games, preseason, we want to play a certain way every time. And uh, for the most part tonight, uh, we did that again. Uh, clean up, the big cleanups from tonight is we too many free throws, 25 free throws is, is too many to, to give up. And we got out rebounded and gave up 14 offensive rebounds, uh, which is uh, something that we struggled with last year. And we've addressed uh, throughout training camp. So those two things have to be uh, much better overall, please, with the uh, effort we got from the guys. All right, we'll start with Jason Anderson. Hi, Luke. Nice game for you guys. Um, can you talk a little about De'Aaron's game? Just a real easy, smooth uh, 23, I think you finished with. And um, maybe if you could get into a little bit of his physical just growth over these last couple of years, it's very noticeable that he's put on upper body strength. And that seems to be helping him in certain areas. Yeah, uh, he, he committed to it this offseason. Um, and it, it showed uh, it's showing just by looking at him, but I think, you know, even as he continues to play, he'll get more comfortable with some of, uh, some of the new things he can do as he, as he gets stronger. Um, his shot looked good tonight uh, when he's making shots, he's, he's near impossible to keep in front. So uh, he, he had a really good game for us. Uh, I thought he did a nice job of setting the tempo early as far as playing uh, with the pace we want uh, and attacking. Uh, offensively. So, uh, you know, 22 minutes, uh, pretty efficient night for De'Aaron. Yeah. And, you know, with Davion, seeing him tonight where, you know, he's got guys like Bledsoe and Paul George, he's, he's matching up with uh, here and there. 
Well, how exciting is that to see him step up to those challenges as the players he's going up against get better and better? Yeah, it's great. It's a great experience for him. That's why we had him out there so much tonight. Um, the more he can play against those guys, the more he can start to feel and understand uh, the NBA and really elite offensive players. I mean, those guys he was matched up against in the first half tonight, to the, uh, tonight uh, are big-time NBA players. So, uh, you know, I, the way he works and, and the way he understands the game, the more he can get those reps and feel that uh, – the more effective he'll be the next time uh, and the next time after that and continue to grow uh, on that end. Tony. Hey, yeah, Coach Walton, I know we've been talking a lot about the defense, especially in the last game, but the, um, the offense, uh, which I know you said you're not too worried about, could you talk a little bit about that? That third quarter was pretty big. Well, you know, the, we, we made some shots and we got stops, which allows us to get out and run. And, you know, uh, when we're out in open court, we got a, we got a lot of firepower. So uh, it, to me, it all is going to start with how we defend and are we being active in deflections and coming in and rebounding. And if we're doing those things, we're going to open up points, um, you know, with the, with the guys that we have. And they seem like they're getting pretty comfortable shooting at three. Is that the case? Are they shooting a lot of threes and uh, doing practices and things like that? Yeah, we, we, we work a lot on it. And, uh, you know, it's something we know, uh, like the whole NBA knows now, the, uh, the power of the three-point shot. And uh, we still want to make sure we're taking good ones. And, you know, for the most part tonight, I thought, you know, we, we got good, clean looks where we're attacking, uh, driving and kicking, swing, swings. Those are the type of threes we want. And, it, you know, if we're going to make them, we'll have a good chance. And if we have an off night, it'll be uh, it'll be challenging. But, uh, yeah, I was very pleased with uh, the amount of threes we got tonight and how we got them. Luke, when you look at how this rotation might look uh, going into the regular season, you know, is this a situation where you might – you might actually have a legit nine or 10 man rotation, or do you anticipate, you know, that that eventually tightens up to the seven, eight that maybe you're more comfortable with usually? Yeah, it will. We'll have, I can tell you, we'll have, you know, uh, uh, really, you know, 12, 13 guys that we feel really confident about playing. Um, we're not going to play that many. Uh, that rotation will, uh, will shrink. Um, by the start of the regular season, uh, but it will be more than it'll be more than seven or eight. Uh, and it just has to with the amount of guys that we have and how well uh, they're playing. So uh, it's going to be uh, part of the balancing act this season, but uh, it's a good problem to have. When you look at the wing um, and what you're seeing there, you know, you're, you're a little bit limited in the options at the three. Um, but, but how is that looking to you? And, and with the, the guys you do have, um, that can slide up or down. Are, are you comfortable with, with what you have over there? Yeah, we're, com we're comfortable as long as we can rebound the basketball. And that's why we keep harping on it. Like we have a lot of really good uh, guard play. And, you know, position isn't as important in today's NBA as it used to be. Um, but between, you know, De'Aaron and Tyrese and Buddy and uh, Davion and TD, like, that's a lot of talent. Those are guys we want on the court, uh, but we can only play them uh, for, you know, the minutes we want if we're able to get stops and rebounds. So that's where it's going to kind of, as long as we're doing that, Jason, then yes, I'm comfortable playing, uh, you know, playing some of those guys at the three.
Luke Walton still even keeled. Wouldn't expect anything less. A lot of positives that he talked about there. Uh, great things that he had to say about the guards. Great things that he had to say uh, about De'Aaron Fox, of course. But like he said, there are still things to work on. Uh, free throws, um, getting to the line more. The Kings do have to do a better job at getting to the foul line. That's going to be an area uh, where if they struggle consistently uh, throughout the regular season, especially with the weapons that they have trying to get to the basket, get to the rim, uh, if they don't take advantage of getting to the free throw line and then making those free throws, they shot 64% from the free throw line in tonight's game, uh, that's going to be a, a letdown for them. And that's another way that this team can make a major step forward. So more things to work on, but ultimately, like I said, with the Suns game, it's the exact same way for me with this Clippers game, 90 to 95% positive. I'm not going to really go to bed tonight feeling any sort of way other than excited and more optimistic um, as really the one thing that I wanted from this game, like we talked about at the end of last segment, was to see if the Kings could be consistent for at least two games, play the same way tonight as they did against the Phoenix Suns, and they were able to do that. So now I want to hear your takeaways, your thoughts on what De'Aaron Fox had to say about Davion Mitchell being a top five defender. Do you agree with him? Do you think that's an overreaction? What are you most excited about with Davion Mitchell? Uh, your thoughts on De'Aaron Fox, the game that he had, continuing to be the head of the snake for the Sacramento Kings. I didn't really talk about Tyrese Halliburton, who uh, only scored four points, but still was effective with five rebounds, five assists. Uh, Terrence Davis was extremely efficient. Uh, he scored 15 points on six of 11 shooting in 14 minutes including two of five from three-point range. He provided that spark, that offensive scoring uh, off of the bench. Buddy Heald played 22 minutes, uh, had 11 points, did take another uh, abundance of threes, took 13 threes, only hit three of them, went four of 16 from uh, the field. So the shot selection is in typical Buddy Heald fashion. Just want to hear your thoughts on this game in general, on the preseason so far, how you're feeling about the regular season now that we have these two preseason games in the books. And please join me for tomorrow's Locked on Kings podcast as I'm expected to have my coworker, my colleague, and my friend from ABC 10, Sean Cunningham, back here with me on Locked on Kings. We're going to get his takeaways so far from these first two preseason games and look forward uh, to the other two preseason games that are next week. The Kings now have a, a decent amount of time off before the next two preseason games to work on uh, some of the things that they need to work on after these first two uh, games that we've seen. So please join me for that episode. And of course, stick around for all Sacramento Kings coverage, all regular season long Locked on Kings is your podcast hub for everything Sacramento Kings, your number one sports of Kings talk, Kings entertainment, Kings information, interviews. We have it all. I appreciate you uh, being a part of it today. And I look forward for you to be a part of it every episode from here on out. Until next time, my name is Matt George. You have been listening to Locked on Kings, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. <laughs>